Fit Nation. It's Fit Nation. Awesome. Where it began I can't begin to know it But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you
you need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you will be a burden to someone or feel embarrassed, call the hotline at 988 and press option 1 for your veteran. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite apps. We're on almost every one of them minus Amazon at this time. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. Subscribe, click the bell. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and course of stories of our great guests. Speaking of which, our next guest is a best-selling author, podcast host, documentary filmmaker, sought-after speaker, and award-winning journalist who's traveled the world writing about gear, tech, cars, and adventure travel for publications including Discovery.com, Men's Fitness, and more. During that time, he hiked Bayonga Tarabaca Volcano on Easter Island, drove some of the country's most noted racetracks, rode shotgun on the streets of Tokyo in one of the first fully automated vehicles, kayaked around Bora Bora, and spent part of the Latin Open Air Heavy Metal Festival in Germany, suspended 150 feet above the crowd. His next book, Lions Raised as Lambs, will drop in October. So without further ado, let's welcome Eric Rogan to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Eric. Hey, what's happening, Rich, man? It's an honor to be here. Really, uh, real excited to uh, talk to you today. Yeah, I was glad when uh, Laura Templeton connected us uh, via LinkedIn. The, the magic of LinkedIn got us together and networking and uh, collaborating, I guess. Uh, this magic that we have now with technology gets that gets guys like me and you to get come together without having to run into each other at a bar or or a coffee shop somehow by accident. <laughs> we ran him on purpose now, so that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, man, it was great. She uh, she recommended we meet, and uh, as soon as I saw what you were doing, what the podcast was about, I said, "Look, I'm in, and whatever you want to do, I'm in." So here we are. Awesome, Eric. If you wouldn't mind, uh, share a little more of your backstory with the Misfit Nation. I know I gave a, a good blurb right there of some of your backstory. If you want to go as far back as you want to do, want to into where we are now and how everything got to where it is, that perfect. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate the that and the opportunity for that. And no, yeah, you told, you know, some of the stuff you talked about at the beginning <clears throat> is really kind of where I ended up. You know, it's a lot of adventure travel, a lot of really cool things that I got a chance to do. But if you'd have known me when I was younger, um, especially much younger, the story was way, way different. So with me, I, I was raised um, by a single mom. I was raised to be afraid. I was raised to be fearful, leery, cautious of everything. She thought everything was going to kill me basically is how I was raised. And, you know, I, I joke around that she raised me like a veal. You know, I had to be very soft and tender. couldn't get bumped or bruised, right? I had to sit in a corner and just kind of read and draw and be the quiet kid, the good little boy. And, you know, <clears throat> there was something that was just never felt right about that. Right. It was, it was good. Some of the time, a lot of the time I felt like there was something inside me right? This, this, this lion, this beast, this calling, this, this, you know, the, the masculine side of me that was really uh, itching to get out. And it was, it was kept quiet uh, most of my life. Um, playing sports was very limited. You know, when I was, was little, uh, you know, I grew up in New York and we used to have these great commercials back 
you know, I, I was a kid of the seventies, right? So we would have these commercials for karate, this karate school in New York. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. They would show them flipping each other around and doing whatever. And I wanted to do that more than anything. And man, you want to talk about something that terrified my mom. She was like, no, no way. So it really, you know, I, I knew there was another side of me that I needed to really explore. And when I got to college, funny enough, day one on the, the dinner line in the dining hall, and there's a sign on the wall for a Taekwondo club. Right. And I went, boom. And I grabbed, I tore off one of the little, you know, tags <laughs> back then. That's how they did it. And um, I got involved in it. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I got bumped and bruised and I broke bones and, you know, I loved it. It was like, what was missing? You know, this is the side of me that wanted the challenge, wanted to bump up against stuff, wanted to fight, wanted to get some of that, 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 um, aggression out, we'll say, but in a good way. Right. Um, and that martial arts allowed me to do that. And I was really good at it. I ended up becoming an instructor. I had my own school for years and it was that really rich that made me look at, all right, <clears throat> I need to find some really good male role models in my life, male mentors in my life to help me along this path, you know, and, um, one of the key things I want to say is, you know, my mom, who's no longer with us. She was wonderful. She was a great mom and I wouldn't be the man I am today without her. And she did the best she could with the tools she had at the time. And for her, it was really the only way she knew how to raise me. She felt she was making me prepared by making me cautious and fearful of everything. And I will tell you, as I've gone along my path and, 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 um, work with my mentors and my, my main mentor right now is a Marine. Uh, he was a Marine when he grew up, he was raised a cowboy on a cattle ranch. And then he went right into the Marines at 18. So we've looked at this and it really was, you know, there's two ways to be raised in our society right now. One is in a culture of fear and one is in a culture of courage. He was raised in a culture of courage. I was raised in a culture of fear and kind of, you know, being guided by him into tapping into more and more of my own courage, uh, my own lion, my own beast, my own natural man has really kind of led me further down the path faster. So, um, you know, I think I was seeking it with all of those things that you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you know, being an adventure travel writer, going all over the world, doing hiking and rock climbing and, you know, repelling and all this kind of stuff that I couldn't do as a kid, I think was part of that seeking in my life. And, um, you know, it was these good role models, these great men that I met along the way that really kind of guided me to that, to where I am now. And um, it's been beautiful. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that kind of gives you more of a rounded view of, and a quick view of my journey from where I was to where I am now. Oh, it definitely does. And also as a, a kid growing up in the seventies, but on the other side of the Hudson river in Jersey, uh, I remember those commercials on like WPIX and or whatever the Fox news yes. and all those. Yeah, and Sundays during the uh, Kung Fu theater on Sundays, right. They would always advertise then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. The voices weren't matching the lips. It was, uh, those are the best shows oh, ever. Never. I'll never forget those. And yeah. kids don't understand the pain of that now that we had back then. So I understood that as soon as you said that. It was a flashback. <laughs> it was good. Sure. 
<laughs> you broach the subject of that male that male figurehead or the mentor yeah. uh, a, lot of, a lot of kids now uh, they're really starving for that and even there's a lot of adults like yourself i mean it took you until your adulthood to find out that what you were really missing i mean mom mom did what she thought was best for you and for her of course she didn't want to go to the emergency room all the time in new york so lines were pretty long and she didn't want to waste the whole day but uh, I know when I broke my wrist, my mom was mad at me because she had to go back to the hospital she worked at. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. When you think of mentorship, how would you describe what we need to do now to make men understand what uh, mentoring is all about and how to make it better as we move forward? Yeah, great question. Great question. You know, for me, the, the first step is, um, is a great quote by a, a guy, an author, uh, Anthony David Williams. And I use it all the time. And his quote is, uh, knowledge comes from learning. Wisdom comes from living. And to me, that's the thing. I call what we have our big, beautiful battle scars, right? We, we've been down the path. We've hit up against the challenges. We've had crushing failures, uh, missteps, all these are experiences, real life experiences. And to me, that's, that's wisdom. And that's the most valuable thing that you can share with anybody. Right. So, you know, we have <clears throat> in the work that I do, we have what we call our sacred seven core values, right? And this is what we, when I do mentoring with other men, uh, these are the first things that we go through is these sacred seven core values. And they are courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love. And if we look at the first one, courage is everything. And it goes back to what I said at the beginning. And honesty, right? And honesty is brutal self-honesty. And just being honest about where you've been and what you've done. And to me, if you can take courage and honesty and you have the courage to be truly honest with yourself, that leads you to integrity. That's being a man of integrity. You are the same man in public as you are in private. You are, you know, in alignment with yourself. And I think when you look at that, if you can be ruthlessly honest with people about where you've been, your mistakes, you can share these big, beautiful battle scars. You have the courage to do that. That to me is the most valuable part of mentoring because you are, there's always people who are ahead of us on the path. And I always say, we're standing on the shoulders of the men who came before us and we're reaching back a hand to the men who are behind us on the path. So you're doing both at all times. But sharing those battle scars, sharing that wisdom, sharing your experience with men who are behind you on the path and are walking the same path, just feel the value in that for them and what they're going to get out of that, how much faster they're going to achieve what they want to achieve, and they're going to avoid some of these challenges and mistakes and missteps and screw-ups and everything else that you might have, and it's going to move them along faster. So I would say the number one thing to me is have the courage to be really honest. And, and share those big, beautiful battle scars, share those experiences, share that wisdom. That's what's going to move people forward faster. And I believe we can't take that wisdom with us to the grave. If you have all this wisdom and knowledge and you take it to the grave, it's just a waste of wisdom and knowledge. I, I could not agree with you more, Rich. I mean, I, it's basically what, you know, how I ended up doing the work that I'm doing now is I really looked at myself you know, you read off a bunch of accomplishments. Those, those are more accomplishments than anything else, but there's even more experience in my life. And I looked at it and I was looking in the mirror one day and I said, you know what, if you don't 
share this, if you hold this inside and keep it to yourself, shame on you because there's no value to anybody else. It's only selfish value to yourself. And that's really what kind of put me on the math, on the math, on the path to mentoring others. So I agree with you a thousand percent on that. Even in my book that's behind me, 13 Step Guide to Success, I wrote in there about things that I was a total, I said a total ass when I was in my 20s as a young leader in the army, because I just didn't know. I didn't know what leadership really was. I knew how to force myself on things and make things happen. It wasn't until I got put under someone's chicken wing and said, hey, this is this is a better way to do it. Maybe watch me for a little bit. And so I started taking them mental notes, writing things down, I had all kinds of notebooks with notes in it. And that's when I started to progress as a leader and become a better person, better man, and able to mold the next generation of leaders into what they are now. And they all surpassed me. So I think I did a, I think I learned well and I was able to pass it off. Yeah. There's a few things there I'd love to, to comment on. Cause that's a, that's great. And first thing I would say is my assumption is the person who put you under their wing was experienced. Like they were an experienced leader and they had made the mistakes you made. So they recognized that moved you along faster. And then you were able to pass that on. That's the second thing I wanted to say. And and look, mentorship, mentoring has generational impact. That's what really impresses me. What moves me and inspires me is that, you know, my mentor, he learned from his mentors and his mentors were men who like fought alongside Patton in World War II, right? Men who were cattle ranchers who grew up like John Wayne and they, gave him that wisdom from their experience. And then he's passed that on to me. And now I'm passing that on and men that I'm working with, are going to pass that on to their kids. So this generational impact uh, is just beautiful. It's a ripple effect. And then the, the, the final thing that I get from your story is um, they became better than you are. And, you know, that's such an important statement because so many people, um, and a lot of them, people that I work with, you know, one-on-one come in and, and you know how this is in a leadership role. You don't want your people getting better than you. If they were below you at one point, you don't want them to be your boss at another point. But you know what? It, it really is the best sign of how great a mentor you are when you can, as I say, recognize the greatness in others and then do whatever you can to unlock and unleash that greatness. And if they surpass you, even better. That just shows what an incredible mentor you are. And so, you know, I appreciate you for saying that because so many people are like, well, I want to be a great leader and I'm going to train and mentor the people that are underneath me, but I don't only want them to go so far. I don't want them to be better than me. That's an ego thing. Yes. When you can drop that. It's just heroic to create people better than you are. And that's exactly something you'll see in a corporate world. You see people that are are the boss, the CEO, president, whatever you want, whatever title you want to give them. They'll only feed their subordinates a little bit, so they can't get above them, and they won't recommend anything. But they'll they'll keep them working hard enough to make them look better, but not to get be able to pass them. And it's a horrible thing to do. Exactly, and it's a selfish thing. But it it comes from that ego, right? It comes from that something's missing in here, and the. F- Feel of, you know, and I, I always, um, so in, in my work, we have what we call, what I call the four foundational archetypes. It's the warrior, the lover, the king, the hero. Now, just real quick, the warriors uh, is our, you know, the side that's courage, bold, leader, guardian, steward, adventurer, decision maker, decisive, 
the lovers are heart side and that is wisdom and passion and empathy and creativity and all of those things that make life so juicy. And when you can integrate both sides of yourself, lead with your warrior side, support with your lover heart side. So you're this bold, courageous leader who is wise and compassionate and all of that. That's when you elevate the king. That's the king archetype is working from both sides. But when the king drops ego and doing for self and for his immediate kingdom, that's when you elevate to hero. That's selflessness, right? That is just doing altruistically for others because it's the right thing to do. So like when you were talking about training people under you to become better leaders than you, that is heroic on that scale. And so we find a lot of leaders don't want to lead from that because they're leading from ego. So there are what I call the entitled king. This is my title. I'm your boss. I got the title and now I have the right to do X, Y, Z, and you are not the boss. So you have to do this. Whereas the genuine righteous king, the one who has earned the title of king, doesn't have that ego situation. They're, they're like, I want to create stronger people than I am because that's going to elevate everybody. So that's kind of how I differentiate it. Yeah, like earlier, you said making an impact. And on, on your website, I remember reading, make an impact, leave a legacy. And that's yes. exactly what you do when you, you groom those uh, people that you're mentoring, no matter where the, who they are, to become the next leaders, to become the next uh, generational of mentors. And they, they can raise up the rest. And I think that's a perfect way to put that. Sure. Yeah. And when you think about legacy, like, you know, look at my mentors, mentors, a lot of these men uh, have passed, they're no longer with us, but he talks about them with reverence and honor and passes on who they were and what they stood for to me. And then I in turn pass that on and that's the legacy. So, you know, there'll be, grandkids and great grandkids that will he'll still hear stories about these men and hopefully be better men themselves for hearing those stories. And to me, there's no greater legacy than that. Exactly. And uh, I like, we're, we're talking about mentoring adults right now. And I told you earlier in the pre-show uh, like Travis Manion foundation, they, they have a program to called character does matter. And it's uh, mentoring a youth middle school, to high school uh, age uh, boys and girls. You go in there and have them take a test to see what their character strengths are, your top mm -hmm. five, low five. And then we pick one, and each each week or so, we do a curriculum based on that one character strength to make them understand why they're strong in that area. Maybe their buddy's not strong in that area, and maybe they can learn to why they don't get along or why they do get along because of those strengths and how to make them better. Do you, Have you ever used the character strengths to build mentors or build uh, build people up? Yeah, you know, I love that. I love what you're saying about that, too, because what I get from it, <clears throat> you know, there's mentoring and there's peer to peer mentoring because they're helping each other. And one of the things that I found is there's just tremendous fulfillment for the mentor themselves. So I could see like in that situation, working with the youth and, and, and really building their strengths and getting the, that character development has got to be incredibly fulfilling, not just for what you're seeing, but for the mentor themselves. And so. Yeah, I, we actually do do that. And it's it goes along with like what I just said, the four foundational archetypes. So we we build them strong in the warrior, strong in the lover, so they can become stronger kings. And one of the, you know, ways to do that, kind of guide them, you know, we'll say they're, they're guardrails, we'll say, is that sacred seven core values. 
Because if you're living by core values, and you know, like I said, ours are courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love. You can live by those, or you can live by your own core values. But if you don't have core values, there's nothing guide. There's no north star for you, right? There's nothing guiding you. There's nothing keeping you on the path. You can kind of veer off. That's why I call them guardrails. So when we're working with with you know young men, and we 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 tell them about the warrior, lover, king, hero, and that's based in. Jungian psychology, it's based in the hero's journey from Joseph Campbell. And it's every story goes through that cycle of the warrior, lover, king. When I work with, with women, king, queen, hero, they can understand it. And I relate it to things like Star Wars and, you know, the Matrix and the Lion King and Harry Potter and whatever it is they're watching. We can take them through that journey of through the warrior, the lover, the king, the hero, and they can see that in themselves. I call it the software of our soul. So they have that basic. And then we tell them, look, these core values, we want you to be courageous every day. So right, you live these seven every day. Be courageous every day. Be honest. But, but first with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. That'll lead you to integrity. And then commitment, keep your commitments to yourself and to others. Duty is doing what you, you, know, uh, you are responsible for. You know, in the military, you understand that more than anyone. Your duty is. And then honor. And this is something I didn't have when I was younger. I didn't know what honor was about and honoring other great men. I was jealous of other great men. I was an asshole. I was like, you know, I was a journalist. I had to write articles about celebrities and athletes and successful entrepreneurs. And I was like, screw that guy. I don't want to write about him. I don't like it. He probably did something, you know, shady to get where he is. And he probably not a nice person. And so that was skewing my writing. But when I got into honor and was able to look at other men like and be in awe of their accomplishments and honor their accomplishments and appreciate who they were as men, it took me to new levels. And then, of course, love. So we always say honor somebody every day. Choose someone, honor who they are. And it could be honoring their memory by doing something, being something. And then love. Love is the ultimate, right? So we have courage at one end and love at the other. And, um, you know, love every day as much as you can. And when you're taking young men through this, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I now have a roadmap and a foundation and I can get somewhere. So like what you guys are doing with the index and, and, and the characteristics, love it. Because I think that's what happens with a lot of, and again, we're talking about young men in particular, but this happens to young women as well is when they don't have that roadmap, when they don't have that guide, that foundation, they can they can lose their way. So this kind of keeps them on track. So to me in, in mentoring, it's a very, very important part of being that wise guide, I'll say. Definitely. And uh, the last one I did was uh, self-regulation was the class we did. It was to a group of young men, uh, high school students, uh, probably uh, juniors and senior, sophomores and juniors, in a camp outside of Atlanta, and first I, they some of them knew what self-regulation was, and then the hero that we put up for it was Jackie Robinson, and this is where I was disappointed because almost none of them knew who Jackie Robinson was. Uh, you guys play baseball? Yeah. <laughs> so I got a little upset, but I stayed on course. I said, "All right, we'll get back into this." But we did a we did a mindfulness exercise in there, and a lot of them, you know, were skeptical about that doing mindfulness. 
And then after it, they were, I'm going to do this at home. I'm going to do this and bring my little brother and make him do this too, to make him get better. And so right there, we knew we clicked with at least a few of them and it'll click on to move forward. So it gives you that good feeling, like you said earlier. Yeah, that's great, man. I love hearing stuff like that because, you know, look, I'll tell you a great story. Um, one of the things that I do, one of the programs we have is called Bold Men Adventures. And we take guys, um, and, and typically these are guys, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, not 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 younger kids. We, we take them out into nature for three or four days, right? Challenge them in nature, get them out into nature, because nature is so healing, right? Nature is where we're meant to be. And one of the things we, we do is, you know, we, we have different locations in the country where we take these guys. We were on a trip down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And I talked about honor a second ago. And one of the things we do is we break the days down. There's warrior day, there's lover or heart day, and there's king day at the end. And on the, the lover heart day, we do like appreciation. So we take them usually something military, um, you know, or uh, I don't want to say a museum, but just something that we, we can get the appreciation going. We happen to do this Corpus Christi. We went on the USS Lexington, right? It was decommissioned. Uh, you know, carrier that was in World War II. And we had arranged for a guy, um, one of the veterans to take us around for the day and, and tell us, you know, what was going on on the ship. He was out sick that day. <laughs> he and I had a bunch of conversation and plans and all of this. And, and it, I got there and they said he was sick. So I said, fine, we'll, you know, we'll find our, our way. We end up on the bridge and there's a, a, a gentleman there who is an uh, Army veteran, a Vietnam veteran. And he was his job was to be on the bridge and you know tell a couple stories, point things out. Anyway, he and our group just bonded like instantly. He ended up spending four or five hours telling us stories, doing all of this stuff. He was absolutely amazing. We loved the guy. And we were, we were leaving the bridge and, and walking around the ship and we we're getting ready to leave the ship. And he said, look, he said, before you guys go, <clears throat> he said, I don't know what you're here for. I don't know what your purpose is in life. He said, but I will tell you this. He said, I still have a lot of friends who are, um, you know, active military and the army, uh, especially. And they're telling me that these young men that are coming into the army about half of them are failing the basic physical fitness test. These guys can't even do push-ups. And he said, it's really disconcerting. Now, here's where the interesting thing goes. So this is an old school guy, Vietnam veteran. He told us he spent about 18 months in country, just had story after story after story about heroism and the great things all these people had done. And and I'm feeling I'm going to get the old man get off my lawn speech from this guy about how horrible these kids today and their video games and their, you know, iPhones and they don't want to get off the couch and they can't do a push up. I was waiting for that, but I was actually pleasantly surprised when he said, if you really want to make a difference in the world, and, and again, I don't know what your purpose is, but if you want to make a difference in the world, go find these young men and mentor them. Get them off the couch, get them out of the house, show them how important it is for them to be fit, for them to get outside, for them to exercise, and really guide them to be great men because we've lost that somewhere. And we were blown away. We all kind of looked at each other and smiled because that was our purpose for being there.
was becoming better men, mentoring each other, and then going out and mentoring others when we got home. So, you know, this is really something that's out there, Rich, right now with, with a lot of people. And they're starting to realize how important it is, you know, to be a solution to a problem, I'll say. Because, you know, I, I hear a lot of people tell me about the problem. Men, you know, young men can't pass a physical fitness test. Okay, great. That's a problem. What are we doing to solve it? You know, we can get pissed off and discount them and call them snowflakes and soft and all this other kind of stuff. But, you know, that's how I grew. I was a snowflake. I was soft. And I had good men who were there for me and helped put me back on the path to where I am now. And I look at that and say, we have to be part of the solutions. Great recognizing the problem. We can talk about it. But being the solution has got to be the answer. And th- this gentleman, had, had, you know, coming out of his mouth was just incredibly wise words. Um, and I, we could feel him. It was emotional to him, um, you know, obviously because the army was very important to him and seeing that they couldn't get these men to even pass the physical fitness test. You know, it's disheartening for all of us. So mentoring to me is part of the solution. Go find these young men, get them back on the path. Definitely go to them, find them where they are and bring them to a better place. And I think that's a, all of our charges to do. Uh, another thing on your website is live with purpose and passion. I think that's exactly what that man was saying. Get out there and have that purpose. I know you all you guys expected him to be the old salty veteran to get mad about the young dudes. And I mean, I see that where I work now and there's my office. There's, we are all veterans in there that work there and uh, you know, different levels and years get out and some get very angry at the changes and me, I went through so many changes while in, it doesn't phase me. A soldier's still a soldier. You still have to mold that soldier into what they're supposed to be. It's your job to make sure they live on a modern airland battlefield and they come home to mom and dad. So, And then they pass that on. You can't argue with them. You can't say, hey, you, you suck. Oh, like we, we were told that in the 70s and early 80s, you know, you were constantly berated, given that hand or beat up by mom and dad. Say, hey, you can't do that right. But... Now, the better way to do it is to show them how. If if you show them there's a better way than sit, I mean, I don't care. You can play video games, but come outside. Go help plant a garden somewhere. Go help the guy down the street do his, do his lawn because he's a little older. Help him out. And that'll build that character strength for them. And I think that'll push us all to a better future as our communities grow and become more united that way. Absolutely. I, mean, I, I couldn't agree more with you on that. And it is. It's all our, it's all our duty. When you look at it, it is part of our duty. You know, we want, I want to live in a beautiful society where, you know, everyone is strong and powerful leaders are strong, righteous leaders, and people are capable and cooperative and all of those things. And the only way to get there is to guide the ones behind us on the path on to get there. Right. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be very hard. I'll tell you, I have a friend of mine and she grew up in the South and she sent me a picture of a sign that she saw. I can't remember where it was, but I loved it. And it said, um, young boys who are raised to say, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. Don't mug old ladies. It's a true statement. <laughs> right. And I just thought how simple, like you just start out by teaching them to respect and honor those that are older. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And it just goes from there. And I, and I love that because it was so true. And um, it is, it is all of our duty to do that with, with the people that we come in contact with. And um, I tell the guys in my groups that I work with and the the peer to peer mentoring groups that I have, 
our job is to be the example every day, which is why those sacred seven core values are so important because it is, a uh, you know, like I said, guardrails for us, a North Star for us. And if you're living them, you're an example. And so you have to be the example every day for these young men, young women that are coming up. That's who they're looking. They're, they're craving it. They're looking for it. They want it. They're, they want this guidance. And we have to be the ones to do it. Definitely. And uh, I know you grew up with a single parent household and a lot of these kids have two parents that are working multiple jobs right now. Mm-hmm. They never see them. So there's yeah. no time for mom and dad to sit down and they actually say, hey, this is how was your day? Maybe we can make it better tomorrow. So they need an, an outside mentor. So they kind of have to outsource it. So if, if you're available to mentor youth, I, I guarantee push out there and you'll get more out of it than the kid you'll get a lot more evident when that, that child is doing better. And you'll, you'll say, I, I knew that kid win when he becomes president or something in your local area. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's great what you said there. And it reminds me a story of, you know, my mentor was telling me about his own father and his father's father. So his grandfather was, you know, not a good man. And what made his father a good man was coaches he was an athlete. He played sports. That was his outlet. He that was how he got away from his own father at home was he would play sports and he excelled at sports. And he, to this you know day said the coaches that he had are the men that guided him the most when he was young and through, you know, junior high, high school and into college. I think he played college football and he talks with reverence about the, these coaches that he had. So if you're out there, and, you know, you're looking for a way to get involved, coach a team, volunteer to be an assistant coach on a team. You are that role model, that figure. These kids are like sponges. They absorb what it is you do. They'll learn about competition and discipline and practice and physical fitness and, you know, sportsmanship and all these things from the game, from you as a coach, they're going to learn about how to handle themselves, how to behave, how to present, you know, look to you as an example. So, you know, for me, when, when I finally did convince my mother to let me play sports, you know, I played uh, baseball and I played uh, soccer in, in high school. Um, and the, the men that were the coaches, I was blown away. I was like, whoa, because it was that combination of tough disciplinarian who wanted the most out of you and that also that love side that heart side of i care about you as if you're my own son and i'm gonna you know help you so um very important to look for those kind of things especially you know women out there that are listening that may be single moms and you have sons that are out there get them involved in sports get them involved in something where there is a really positive male role model that they can look up to because again, the, these young men are craving that and they're, they're not being exposed to it. And it's critically important. Very well said there. And uh, I think we, we both have seen that from uh, our years of growing now and your travels, my travels around the world. I've seen uh, what is needed. And uh, I think that taught both of us what needs to be done to move forward. And that's this conversation has been great. It's flowed very well. And uh, I had your video up on here from the, the Boulder Man uh, website. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some great stuff going on in that video and the Jeeps, of course, I have a Jeep outside. So I was, I was really hooked on the Jeep when it came on there, but also there's like a lot of food in this video too. So I was getting hungry watching it, but 
I think <laughs> you, if you don't mind, give about a 30 second rundown about the Bold Men Adventures. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate that. Thank you. So Bold Men Adventures really grew out of, you know, like you said, at the top of this episode, all the different things that I've been, uh, the places I've been, the, the things that I've done. When I would come back from those trips, and those were basically press trips, I was out there to write articles on all these crazy things. And, you know, my buddies would be like, man, I wish I could do that. Like, I'm stuck in this office, and I wish I could do that. It's always been in the back of my mind to maybe do something like that. And when I got involved in really locking in on mentoring and guiding other men and became a passion of mine, one of the things I started was Bold Men Adventures. And really, our tagline is, you know, um, get out of the office, get out of your house, get out of your head, and get the F outside which is where we belong, right? Get out into nature. It's so important. And challenge yourself out there. Learn new things, man. Enjoy some new skills. Um, and so what I did was I put this 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 company together and we, we do adventure travel. I call them adventure masterminds because we do some workshopping on the foundational archetypes, the, the, the core values, stepping into your king, being a great mentor. We workshop that for a couple hours in the morning and then the rest of the day, we're outside in nature, pushing ourselves, challenging each other, cheering each other on. I've got men who have done stuff on these trips that they've never done before. And they're doing it with a group of, you know, small group of other men who become like brothers from day one. Um, and we also bring together, you know, so we do all this stuff during the day. And then at night we cook together, we eat together, and then we sit around. And I have what we call bourbon and bonfire. And we sit around the fire and just talk. And you'd be amazed, man. Some of these guys are like, man, I've never had conversation like this before with anyone, with any other man. Like this is just, I didn't know that I needed this. And so we, we take them on these, you know, different trips. We have, we have one day trips, three day trips, four day trips. And we really get to bond with each other and build that brotherhood. So it's, um, they're a lot of fun. They're amazing. Like you said, you were watching the videos. You've got guys in there with testimonials. Like, I, I never knew this existed and I could do this. I've had guys come to me and say, you know, I've always wanted to go on a, you know, even if it's just simple as a hiking trip, but I don't have any, I don't have any friends that want to do it. Right. There's a lot of men when they, when they get together and they go on these trips, it's like, all they want to do is play golf and drink beer. Right. Get drunk, play golf, go to Vegas, gamble, get drunk. This is travel with purpose. We're there for a purpose. We're there to be the best men we can be and be even better and do it together with a group of like-minded men. So we have these trips, you know, several times a year. And you know, like you said, you can go to boldmenadventures.com and see when our next ones are coming up. I got some great ones planned, Rich, by the way. You may may want to come on a couple of these. We got some really good stuff uh, in the hopper that's about to get released on the site. So, uh, and it, it's been great. And these are the things, you know, uh, that get men not only outside into nature and with other men and get some mentoring and be able to mentor others. And yeah, it's, it's beautiful. The stuff that we see there on a, uh, on these trips is fantastic. I see. I think the next one you got coming up for the fall is in Gatlinburg, right down the road here about three and a half hours from me. So that's all right. Well, yeah, we got Gatlinburg coming up and we've got some Florida stuff coming up. I just spent the day today, as a matter of fact, out on a family uh, ranch. So we're going to do like a Florida cracker cowboy uh, adventure where you get to kind of experience what it was like, you know, back in the day when these cowboys and I had not known this, but um, Florida's got a lot of cattle ranches out here. 
And so you'll get some experience in, you know, rodeo skills and riding and hiking and swamp buggy and maybe some alligator hunting <laughs> is coming up on that one. So yeah, we do some fun stuff on these, man. We do just whatever we think is great and what's going to push you a little bit, get you out of your comfort zone, get you tapping into some courage, some oh, boldness. Yeah. That's awesome stuff right there. Uh, I definitely, you know, Gatlinburg, I go there all the time. So that's a, that's right down the road. It's, cool. That's amazing. But uh, all yeah. of them, all of them look amazing. Everything you're doing is, is great. This has been a great conversation. Eric, Thanks. how does someone get in contact with you? If they just want to chat with you, what's the best way? Yeah, man, I would love to chat with you too. Like I always tell guys, look, it's about courage and boldness. So reach out. You know, I have, um, you know, the boldmanadventures.com. You can click on that. There's ways to get a hold of me. You can go to ericrogel.com. My contact information is on there. And then on any of the social media, just reach out. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn a lot because I do a lot of, um, you know, stuff with professionals and with businesses, uh, putting, you know, mentoring programs into businesses. So I'm always on LinkedIn, Instagram. You can get me on Facebook, Twitter. doesn't matter. I'm the only Eric Rogel on all of them. <laughs> so I'm not hard to find. Just search that and uh, reach out, man. I love hearing from people, men, women, um, just about even your own experiences with, with mentoring, uh, your own journey, your own path. We'll just have some conversation, man. That's just, uh, there's nothing that, that, that makes me more fired up than just having great conversation with other people about their story, their battle scars, where they're going, who helped them get there, all of that. So just reach out. Let's have some conversation. Awesome. Uh, thanks again, Eric, for taking some of your time tonight. I know it's late where you are and, uh, and uh, sharing your wisdom with us and, of course, your journey. Absolutely, Mitch. It's been uh, it's been my honor to be here and do that, and I appreciate you giving me the uh the opportunity to tell those stories and, and, and talk to your uh, listeners. Awesome. Have a good night. All right. You too. Pour me, pour me another drink. Cause I don't want to feel a thing no more. Hell no. I just want to sip it till the pain wears off. Make them drink strong, cause brother she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. If I'm gonna make it through. If I'ma be single, I'ma need a double side of that. Make them drink strong, cause brother she's gone. And if I'm ever gonna move on, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. 
knock them back, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up. Cause if she ain't ever coming back, line them up, line them up, line them up, line them up, knock them back, knock them back, knock them back, knock them back, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up, fill them up. Cause if she ain't ever coming back, I'ma need some whiskey glasses. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.